Good morning, everyone. Welcome to New Hope this morning. We're so glad that you're all here. I see some new faces and a lot of other faces, so I'm just so thankful to see y'all. If you are a visitor, please make sure you fill out a card or sign in at the tablet so we can get your information and stay in contact with you. Um, If you look around, you see it's a little different in the sanctuary today because tonight starts Vacation Bible School, an awesome time that we look forward to every year. And the video you just watched is our mission focus for the week for Vacation Bible School. So all the kids, there's some buckets up here for each of our group teams. They will be competing to raise the most money to buy and purchase um, and possibly bring the filters to other countries and people around the world. So if you would um, join in with us and pray for this week and... The buckets are out, and the family night is the last night. So if you're here as a parent or a volunteer, we all have chances this week to give to this ministry. Um, I look forward to seeing everybody tonight. If you are volunteering, please be here by 5 o'clock. By then, please, if you would not mind. That would be great. And let us go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, we are so thankful to be in your house this morning, to be with our brothers and sisters in Christ, Lord, to worship with them, to study your word with them, to just do life with each other, Lord. We're so thankful for the the music that we get to sing, and we just pray over the praise band, Lord, that your spirit be among them, that their, their faith is so evident through the words they sing, and their love for you is through every word. That they focus their attention on you and not all around, that Pastor Russ is protected, Lord, with your spirit as he gives us your truth today, Lord, that he arms us with your truth. We love you so much, Jesus, and we pray over this Vacation Bible School and throughout the whole week, Lord, that your spirit is on every kid that comes, every adult that's there, everyone that's worked before and during and that will work after, Lord. We just pray that you change everyone from me to, to the smallest of preschool, Lord, that you move in us so that we're prepared to speak to those in your name. We love you so much, Lord, and it's in your name that we pray. Amen. this boat and on it a crashing waves to step out of my comfort zone into the realm of the unknown where Jesus is and he's holding out his hand and the waves calling out my name that left me reminding me of all the times I tried before and failed the waves that keep on telling me time and time again, boy, you'll never win. You'll never win. But the voice of truth tells me a different story. 
different up here today, doesn't it? Uh, big difference from last week, wouldn't you say? Well, this week our, our, our VPS students and our, our leaders are going to be studying through Ephesians chapter 6 uh, verses 10 through, through 18 and about how to be strong in the Lord and how to stand firm in our faith, how to put on the armor of God to be ready to fight uh, the, Satan as he throws his, his temptations at us, uh, the desires of the world at us. And so, uh, Hopefully throughout this week, they're going to be able to prepare themselves as I hope that you have been prepared as well uh, to do just that. We're going to look at that this morning. If you want to, turn, go ahead and turn to Ephesians chapter 6. That's where we're, where we're going to be. Uh, looking at the, the war of the kingdoms. And you know, for the, uh, there's always been some type of war that's been going on for the last 6,000 years, basically, there's been a, a few periods of time where there was true peace, but, but most of the time throughout the 6,000-year history of the, of the world, there's been a conflict. There's been wars going on. Uh, today, the headlines are between Russia and Ukraine. You know, they're, they're in the headlines every day. But there's a spiritual war going on, too, that's, that's going on between two kingdoms that are just as true and just as real as any war we read about or study about in history. 
Those wars between the, it's the war between the, the kingdom of light and the kingdom of darkness. It's the battle between good and evil, the battle between God and Satan. It's the battle for truth. It's the battle ultimately, though, for the souls of every person on this earth. And so this morning, are, are you equipped and prepared for that battle? When we leave from here this morning, when we, when we go out into the world, are we prepared to face the enemy as he's prepared to, to attack us? God's Word tells us that, that when God created the universe, God said it was all good. Not only that it was good, that it was very good. Then there was a battle in heaven between the angel Lucifer and and he began rebelling against God, saying, I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do that. And, and so ultimately, God kicked him out, along with a third of all the angels in heaven that were following Lucifer, kicked him out of heaven. And that began the battle for truth. And at creation in the Garden of Eden, it was perfect. Adam and Eve were living a perfect life. No sickness, no sin, no death. Everything was good. And it was there that, that, that Satan brought this war to Adam and Eve in the, in the garden. And, and God had given them only one limitation. It says in Genesis chapter 2, verse 16, it says, And the Lord God commanded the man, You are free to eat from any tree in the garden. It was filled with trees. You can eat from all of them. But you must not eat and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. For when, from you, from, for when you eat from it, you will certainly die. But Satan, who is the God of this world, and the father of, of all lies, he, he goes to, to, to her and says, you will certainly not die. You will certainly not die. And so what happens is that Eve begins to believe this. And, and so instead of trusting God and, and what God had told them to do, Adam and Eve began to think they knew best. How often do we think we know best? How often do we choose our own ways as opposed to what God lays out in His Word? That we're to live like this, but hey, I, I think I'm going to live like that. Because I think I know best for my situation and my timing. You know, see, a lot of times we don't, we don't really want to admit that. But Adam and Eve there, they, they thought they knew what was best. And, and so when they made that decision to rebel against God and not do what God asked them to do or told them to do, they brought punishment on themselves and God cast them out of the Garden of Eden. And from that point on, their, their bodies began to die. And because of their sin, that death was passed on from generation to generation. And we are born into the kingdom of darkness. And the battle between these two kingdoms, again, is, is for our souls. You see, Satan is fighting to keep us in, to keep us in the, the, the kingdom of darkness, of death and decay and hell. But God is fighting to rescue us from that dark kingdom. And He's made a way for that to be possible. He's made a way for us to escape the kingdom of darkness and to live in the kingdom of light and to, live in the, to, to become citizens of the kingdom of God. 
Because He loved us so much that He sent His one and only Son, Jesus Christ. And He was born of a Virgin Mary. He lived a perfect life. He lived a sinless life. Oh, but the world didn't like that. They rejected Him. They put Him on a false cord and, and, and crucified Him on a cross. But He shed His blood for, for the forgiveness of our sin. They took Him off that cross. They put Him in a tomb and praise God. Three days later, God raised Him to life. Amen? And praise the Lord for that. Because that gives us hope that we too will have a resurrected life. Amen? Praise God for that this morning. Praise God for, for, for Him being willing to offer us the salvation that we can escape the, 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 the kingdom of darkness if we turn from our ways, if we believe in Jesus and live a life for Him because He died for us. Colossians chapter 1, verse 13 and 14 says, For He has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the Son He loves in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sin. Again, praise God for His amazing grace. Praise God for His faithfulness and for His endless love on our lives. See, God knew that this battle, though, it was going to continue as we live out our life on this earth. That battle is still going to be real in our life. Satan is still going to come after us, still wanting us to sin and turn against God and leave God. And God knew that all along, and so He made provisions for us. He knew that even though Satan was defeated, even though he is the God of, of this world right now, He's still given us a way out. He's given us a, a, a way to face this life until we enter into eternity by putting on the armor of God. Again, found in Ephesians chapter 6. We're going to look at that in, in, in just a minute, so turn there if you will. But Paul was writing this letter to the, to the Christians in Ephesus, and the Ephesians there, they, they knew all too well what uh, the, the, the soldiers looked like. They knew all too well what the battle armor was and what each piece represented and what it was used for. They were used to seeing the, the soldiers lining the street and guarding every corner, patrolling every corner. And as they looked at these soldiers, they knew what, uh, again, what each piece represented. But Paul, Paul was talking about something invisible. He wasn't necessarily talking about the true armor and battle armor, but he was making a comparison here. In Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10 through 13, Let's look at this passage a little bit closer. It says, Finally, be strong in the Lord and His mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this, of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil, of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground and after you've done everything, to stand. 
I've often said that as Satan being the, the God of this world, he's not even trying to hide himself anymore. He's not even trying to hide the evil and the wickedness and the darkness anymore. It's just coming up, oozing out of everything, everywhere. The kingdom of darkness is, is filled with rampant lawlessness, absolute corruption in, in the government and business, and yes, even in religion. There's drug trafficking, meth, cocaine, fentanyl. Cartels are, are operating in the open across the world and, and even right here in the United States. Sexual immorality, perversion, uh, fornication on so many levels. Pedophilia. There are states right now that are trying to pass laws that would enable pedophilia. Human smuggling, transporting people across, across borders, human trafficking, holding people in compelled service, namely and mainly women and children. <clears throat> we went to see the movie Sound of Freedom Thursday evening. How many of you have seen that movie? If I could require you to see it, I would. And this movie is a true story, and, and as you read these stories in the headlines and, and on your, your computer and all, this story lifts the words of the news reports off the pages and brings them into reality. It's a true story about how one homeland agent goes about trying to save two little children that are caught up in, in human trafficking. The movie opens up in Tegucigalpa, Honduras, and moves around to, to a couple of different countries. But the sad thing is, it only scratches the surface into the international problem. It doesn't address how the elites in our country are so involved and such a big part of, the, of this industry. And how the U.S. is the largest country that's involved in human trafficking. We talk about slavery. We've got, literally, we have more people in slavery in the United States right now than any time in our, in our history. And it's mostly women and children. The reality is, folks, this is happening right here in, in Cleveland County and Gaston County and in Cherokee County, it's on our streets, it's in our, it's in our schools. So what are we to do? Not just against that, but, but all of the, the darkness in the, in the kingdom of darkness. What are we to do? Ephesians 6.14 says to stand firm. Stand firm. You know, when you get in a fighting position, you, you, you get ready, don't you? You stand firm. You don't, you don't stand there like this, do you? You stand firm and you get ready. You plant your feet. You stand ready for the attacks. And so this passage says, Stand firm with the belt of truth buckled around your waist. This, this belt of truth is usually the first armor that's put on 
Um, it, it goes around the shirt. It gives protection to the, to the midsection. And it provides something for the breastplate to hook onto, to attach to. Because everything hinges on and is connected to the breastplate of righteousness. It's connected to the truth. And folks, we need to know the truth so that we can tell the truth and speak the truth in this world. 6.14 continues, Stand firm with the breastplate of righteousness in place. The breastplate of righteousness. This protects everything from the neck to the thighs. It protects all your, your, your vital organs, your heart, your lungs, your stomach, intestines, all the, all the necessary stuff in there. That protects that. With the breastplate of, of righteousness, we can be protected from the enemy by obeying God and, and doing what is right. And our hearts aren't deceived and corrupted by the evil one. Psalm 119, 70, uh, 172 says, May my tongue sing of your word, for all your commands are righteous. Everything that comes from God, everything out of God's word is righteous. And once we know the truth, we have to obey it. He continues in verse 15, talking about the shoes of peace. and says, And with your feet fitted and with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In ancient days, these, uh, these soldiers wore something like modern day cleats, uh, football or baseball cleats. But there was a nail that, that stuck out of the bottom of the shoe and it would give them traction as they went across the, the rough terrain and the rough ground and it afforded them the, the ability to kind of dig in again and to stand firm. And we can know that we're at peace with God because He's on our side. We can stand firm knowing that God is our strength. And we can have peace in that. Verse 15 again, the shield of faith. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Remember in ancient times, ancient war, it was hand-to-hand -hand combat. They didn't have missiles and rockets and tanks and, and drones and all the goodies we have today. It was hand-to-hand -hand combat with the sword, the knives, and, and, and in the face of each other. One of the techniques they used was to, was to light an arrow on fire and fire it at people. And these shields, these shields, they would hold the shields up to deflect and knock down those flaming arrows. The shields were used to push the enemy back. The shield of faith is believing in God and trusting in Him and His Word even though we can't see Him. Believing that, that His Word will knock down the temptations that Satan tries to send our way. The draws of the world that we can push that back. Hebrew 11.1 1 says, Now faith is confident in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. You see, we can know how to live. We can know how to live right and how to live by faith. Psalm 119, verse 9. It says, how can a young person stay on the path of purity? I would say, how can any of us stay on the path of purity? 
By living according to God's Word. By living according to God's Word. You see, I've been hung up on this, on this statement the last several weeks that we know what God's Word is, but are we living by God's Word? Are we living out God's Word in our life? In 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16 and 17, it tells us that all Scripture is God-breathed and, and useful for teaching, rebuking, and correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped, so that you and I may be thoroughly equipped for every good work that God calls us to do. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13. Again, no temptation. No temptation has overcome you except what is common to mankind. And God is faithful. We've all, we are all faced with the same types of temptations. We choose to give in to it or we choose not to. The second part of that verse says, He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. Well, you can bear with Him. But when you are tempted, He will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. Folks, when the, when the temptations of this world come about us, God is always going to give us a way out if we choose to. If we want to be strong enough and stand firm in our faith and choose to follow after and, and go the way God leads us to, He will lead us out of temptation. Paul continues in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 17. He says, take the helmet of salvation. Of course, the helmet, it, it protects the head. And, and some of the helmets had feathers like this on it because... Number one, it let people know that you were a soldier. And then secondly, it let you know whose side you were on, whose, whose kingdom you were fighting for. The helmet of salvation protects our minds from the deceit and the lies of, of the enemy that, that he pours out on us every day. And we, we can overcome that deceit by studying God's Word because God's Word transforms our minds into the likeness of Christ. Because what we think determines how we act and the things that we say. Our helmet of salvation that we wear indicates whose team we're fighting for. And that is the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God. He goes on in verse 17 with the sword of the Spirit and, the, it, and it being the Word of God. It says, and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God in verse 17. You know, most of the things that we've described here, I guess everything we've described here in a soldier's armor is, is, a defensive, is used for defensive purposes. The sword of the Spirit or the Word of God is used to attack the enemy. It's used in the hand-to-hand -hand combat. God's Word, the Scripture. Think about this. The, the Bible was written over a period of 1,600 years. Made up of 66 books written on three different continents 
40 different authors. And every story points to the coming of Jesus or the return of Jesus. Jesus' first coming was, was to bring about salvation for the lost. His second coming will be coming to bring judgment, not salvation. Folks, the Bible is truth. It's, it's absolute truth. And the Bible gives us the truth by which we can live by. But the responsibility becomes ours to apply that truth to our life. We have to believe what it says and then do what it says. Let me ask you this morning, are we doing what God's Word says? He wraps up this, this passage talking about prayer in verse 18. He says, And pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all of God's or all of the Lord's people. Pray for me that whatever I speak, words may be given so that I will fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains. Pray that I may declare it fearlessly as I should. You see, the soldiers had put on all this equipment, heavy equipment. They were outfitted with their armor, but it was important for them to, once they got dressed and ready, once they came out of their barracks, once they, once they got to the lineup, to report to the commanding officer, to, to, report, to, get their do, to, to report for duty, to get their assignment, to know what to do, where to go, how to fight, when to fight, who to fight. You say they did not they didn't get dressed up with nowhere to go. They got dressed up, they put their battle armor on because they were ready to go into battle for the Lord. Are we ready for that battle? Folks, it's important that we stay in, in daily and constant communication with our commanding officer who is God. That we stay in constant communication with him through prayer. Two things about this passage in, in, in prayer. It says pray continually for God's guidance and to pray for others. Pray for the people that are here this morning that they would suit up every day and be ready to go out to battle. And Paul says, pray for me. I would say pray for me and pray for each other. I said Wednesday night that as a pastor, I'm, I'm charged with, with bringing you the truth of God's Word, but once I lay down the truth, it's up to you to pick it up and apply it to your life and to carry it out in your life, to make it become part of your life. And that's our challenge for you this morning, that you would pick up God's Word and you would apply it to your life that you would go out into the world and live it out each and every day. I'll close with this passage in John chapter 3, verse 19 through 21. It says, This is the verdict. Light has come into the world, but people love darkness instead of light because their deeds were evil. That's the world in which we live. Verse 20 says, Everyone who does evil hates the light. It will not come into the light for fear 
that their deeds will be exposed. And here it is. But whoever lives by the truth comes into the light so that it may be seen plainly that what they have done has been done in the sight of God. Folks, have you come into the light? Whose side are you fighting for? Whose side are you? Maybe you're not fighting on either side, but, but which side are you standing on? Which side are you living on? Folks, I want to charge you today to, to, to come into the light, come into the kingdom of God, to put on the full armor of God for the Lord will, will help you stand firm in the faith and he'll, he'll get you ready and keep you ready and strong for the battle of truth and for the kingdom of God. So that we can be a part of God's purpose and plan to draw others out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. Folks, today will you put on the armor of God and be ready and willing to go out and battle for the kingdom of God. Will you? Let's pray together. Father, there is the world in which we live is indeed a dark place. And God, to try to live a life for the kingdom of God can be very difficult. But God, today, we just want to thank You for, for giving us what we need to face the world outside these doors. You give us what we need to fight the battles that come our way so that we can live a godly life, so that we can be faithful to the end. Father, today, I pray that every person that hears this message, God, would determine in their hearts to put on the full armor of God and go out from here boldly claiming Your Word, claiming the Gospel, the good news of the Gospel. For there are so many that are lost, so many that are far from You, God, that needs to hear Your Word, that needs to see a life being lived out Father, may we be that life. May we be the one carrying that word to those in need. Thank you, Lord. We love you. And thank you, Lord, for hearing our prayer. In Christ's name we pray.